Hey guys, welcome to the Shrewsbury Biscuit Podcast. I'm your host Shane Hinton and you'll hear that I have amazing audio right now because I have an amazing mic now. I'm no longer using my head my headphones, which is amazing and I feel so good and my voice sounds amazing. Um, with me is my young apprentice, uh, Alex Whiteley. Oh, I like that. I like that young. The young part of that is the best part. Never mind the apprentice bit. Yeah, You, you have nothing to say about the Whitley thing then, no? No, no, that's right. That, you call me young. That's great. That's, that's, let's, let's go with that one. Shane, that was a great intro. I was like, oh, Shane, bring in the show. And he's like, hello. We give him this amazing microphone. And this he, he speaks. Yeah. This isn't any podcast. This is an MS podcast. <laughs> anyway, hey, man. You good? Yeah, I'm good. I'm all good. I'm all good. I'm so happy I've got a decent mic now. And I can actually hear myself talking, which is really, really good. Um, because there's nothing worse than like you're only wearing, wearing like headphones and you're talking and you can't actually hear yourself. And it's like, it we had, makes we, okay, so for, for, the, for the listeners right now, we did a test last night, audio test. And uh, Shane was like, oh, it's, it doesn't matter. I, you're very quiet, but at least I can hear myself. And, I was like, <laughs> <laughs> and not only that, I worked out then how to turn the audio down from the computer um and then turn myself up so i i can hear myself really clearly in my ears and it's and it's glorious is it's amazing which is why i sound really chill right now because i'm no longer like trying to shout so i can hear myself to, you know speak so yeah and i've got this amazing stealth mic and uh yeah i'm just good I'm, I'm i'm in heaven right now i'm loving life Good, good. Uh, would you like to introduce our guests that are just <laughs> patiently waiting for you to start? <laughs> With us today is, um, he's been on here a couple of times before. Um, we have Luke Allen, who is a young director from Shrewsbury, who's already done a few things. He's been on the podcast a couple of times already, haven't you, haven't you Luke? Yeah, once with Alex Westwood and then once for the Open Studio, I think. We don't talk about Alex Westwood. <laughs> so we'll be that out. Um, yeah, but we're going out. Don't, don't, yeah, we're not allowed. Not allowed. <laughs> he, he, wrote his, uh, he wrote us a letter. He was like, Can you stop mentioning my name, please? Um, <laughs> he, he hates being in the spotlight, you know. Yeah, he absolutely <laughs> hates being talked about. <laughs> and Luke's brought with him um, Alex Yusefi, so it's going to get really confusing because now we've got two Alexes again. Yeah, I I'm only out. work with okay. Alexes. It's, 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 a, it's a weird thing. It's very, very hard to work around, but. I it's, only work with Alex's. We've got Alex McQueen in the film. We've got Alex Yusefi co-writing, co-directing. Um, yeah, it's a, <laughs> it's a hard way of working, but it's, it, it works Alex, out in the end. Are you Alex 1 or Alex 2? Oh, no, you can be... What, what, what do you mean? You can be Alex 1. No, I mean, I mean you, you know, with this, this collection of Alexes that Luke has collected uh, over the years. Well, I hope I'm... <laughs> I'm, I'm Al, you can call... <laughs> 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 um, so, what, so we're here today. We're going to, Luke is working... Well, Luke and Alex, actually, is working on a new... Um, Me? Not you, shut up. Um, <laughs> <laughs> is working on a new production, which um, I actually only really knew about when um, I saw the post on facebook i believe um announcing one of the actors and i was like well what <laughs> what's Luke doing now and um i just dropped into his dms you know proper slid right in there and um and we just got talking and and uh, this is the start of a bit of a series i think i'd like to do um and we're going to hopefully monitor the progress of of what alex is doing so uh, alex and luke oh god this is getting really confusing <laughs> <laughs> Can I just call you Whiteley? Because it'll just make it so much easier. Ow. Just Al. I've just said about 18 times Ed's calling me Al. Just Al. <laughs> <laughs> so, guys, I'm going to hand over to you in a minute. Just tell the listeners um, what you're doing, because I think it's awesome. Uh, yeah, I'll hand uh, it over to you, Alex. We've done, this, okay. we've done this like three, we've done this like three, three or four times now. I still don't know what to say, so <laughs> over to you. <laughs> so we're doing a comedy surrealist short film set in a charity shop, and it's like, well, I'll give a synopsis. Like it, it follows Mike, and it's his first day on the job, and it's like the roughest shift of his life, and nothing goes right. That's that's brief. That's like all we're yeah. giving away. 
Well, yeah. If we say anything else, we give away some like central gags. Yeah, it's very much. much it's, it's, it's a kind of it's a kind of Domino's sort of thing. I think we sent you guys the script, but I don't remember, so I don't know. If yeah, you I've, know. I've I've read most of it, not all of it. Okay. I've read today in between all of my errands and sleep after my night shift. I've been reading it. It's very good. I gotta say, it's more surreal than is definitely the right word for it. So yeah. <laughs> It, it's the type of comedy which, in writing it, we were kind of like, this is either going to be hilarious or awful. There's no in between. Mm. There is, no. and yeah, it's it's uh, it, it's it's stupid surreal comedy. It's kind of if I you're, see, I if see the, aspects of it in of I see like little influences from movies I've seen before, like little snippets that I think are great little homages. You know, there's a scene mm. in it that reminds me of um, Jonah Hill's great scene in um 40 year old virgin where he's got the uh the, the goldfish boots he's like i want to buy these and it's an ebay store and she's like no you you got to go home and buy it on your internet he goes can i not just give you money for these shoes i really want to wear them and they're like these really massive platform <laughs> boots with like a goldfish in the middle like the awkward customer that just, just yeah won't do i mean what- that was like Admittedly, that wasn't a knowing homage. But things have probably subliminally slipped through. The big stuff for us, well, for my side of stuff, was like Monty Python, Naked Gun, that sort of stuff. Blackadder. Blackadder, yeah. And for Alex, you were kind of IT crowd, black books. So, yeah, they, they kind of crossed over. And now we read back through the script and we get to a gag. And I wouldn't be able to tell you which one of us wrote it. So I guess that's good. <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> so so where did you two find each other then? Like how did you did you bump in you know, sitting next to each other on a bus and you're just like, let's write a film? And you're like, yeah, cool. <laughs> <laughs> how did it start? Who's doing this one? Like, oh, uh, I, I don't mind. Uh we um we were both uh studying film at GCSE at the same school and had I think we were we were forced into a group on a pro- I can't remember. were we forced or were we yeah, no, did we no. decide I can't um, remember <laughs> in film studies I don't think we talked much in film it was when it changed that we were like that's when yeah we they were. they changed the course there was some stuff going on behind the scenes but uh, behind the scenes that's not how you talk about a school but there we go <laughs> um, there was there was some stuff going on they changed the course a little bit and as it started to become kind of a lot more less less sit down and study and more kind of practical stuff we got asked to go into groups uh, to work on a project and we came out with one of the worst short films you'll ever see whoa 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 come on now at least we made one that's very true. Work. That's very true. We, we, uh, we, we have, we do have. I'm going to share the trailer for. <laughs> oh no! Yep. Okay. Yep. Well, I, I did send it in. I can't. Yeah, you send it it's in. It's like this. It's like those kind of, you know, those chat show moments where they're all embarrassed. And it's like, come on, why did you send that? And now <laughs> yeah. I realise I did it. I was. It, it was late last night. I was like, I'll send him the trailer. I think I sent you the whole film as well. But we're not watching that. No, <laughs> we haven't got ten minutes to watch the whole film. But, but um, also. Uh, we'll watch it and then I'll, I'll, sh- I'll share my input on this because uh, I think it's important. Here is <laughs> cool. the uh, for the listeners for the for the listeners uh, that are, aren't watching this on YouTube. Um, this is the trailer for Command Denominator. You can just have to have to listen to it if you want to watch it. Go to our YouTube channel and watch this video back. But here we go. And subscribe. Good morning, class. I'm your new teacher, Gavin. talking to Julia and she tells me that she doesn't believe you are the man you say you are. Where's the bloody money? pretend to be Gavin. No idea. Well, I'm sorry, but I'm finding it hard to believe this. <laughs> Mind you, he was a bit odd earlier. No milk in his coffee. There you go. That's the uh, the trailer for Command Denominator. <laughs> what does that feel like watching that back? 
I'm just aware that we've shown this and then I'm going to go and ask all your listeners to give us money for the next film. It doesn't look good. Um, <laughs> Surprisingly, I enjoyed watching the trailer. You know, yeah, I, was, no, I liked yeah. that, actually. <laughs> okay, this is this is where I come in now and be like, oh, God. Oh, I'm going to compare my life to you guys and this is, this is, what, this is what I've done in my life. Um, no, I... I I think I've listened back to my first sort of three episodes of, of a podcast I ever released back in 2016, 2015, I think it was. And it's awful. It's the worst, right? It's the, 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 the most terrible thing. I, I, I really do um, enjoy what I do behind a microphone now. I feel like I've got good skills, right? But like back then, no, it was awful. It was so bad. My first ever intro to a podcast took 17 attempts. It was nearly right. as bad as me. Keep it up, Hinton. Yeah. Keep it up. We have got a naughty corner on StreamYard right now, um, and uh, we'll, we'll, we'll put you in the naughty corner. No, um, <laughs> I just um, I feel like you've got to you've got to do that. You've got to start, haven't you? You've got to begin somewhere. Right? Yeah, I think for a lot of people, it there is almost the the fear when making a film of what if it's bad, which you know either way it's. You've got to make the bad stuff first in order to get better. <laughs> like, mm. I, I mean, I'm saying that right next to my framed photo of Tommy Wiseau. Um, my framed autograph of Tommy Wiseau. So wow, um, I'm waiting for him to get better. But, uh, but yeah, I think I think it's important that you just go out and make stuff. Yes. <laughs> you know, and 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 it's it's not as embarrassing as one might think when you make a bad film. Um, I don't think. I mean, I'm still very thankful. <laughs> To everyone, to everyone who was involved, and I'm really grateful that people went and did it. Everyone involved really put all their effort in. It's us and our most mostly me and the writing and directing that didn't make it work as well. The actors were great, the crew were great, um, but I think when people are afraid of making things in case they go in case they are bad, um, at the end of it, often it's a slight a scale. A couple of my things you look back and cringe at, but it's not so much that you feel embarrassed more that it's actually just a nice thing to have a laugh about that i think that's kind of the the best approach to have to things so if anyone's scared of making something bad just make it and leave everyone else to decide if it's bad or not yeah well we i've talked about it on the show many times one of my one of my heroes is is kevin smith and kevin smith hmm. um borrowed a lot of money got some cameras filmed a made a movie in his shop that like he it was around the corner yeah. from him um and it was bought by miramax and there you go this is the beginning of uh, jay and silent bob you know and he was very much like yourself he's just like just make it just make it if it fails it fails if it doesn't then you you've made you, what you've got to lose what you've got to lose yeah exactly apart from money and, uh, and respect, yeah. <laughs> uh, which and is why we're asking for your money <laughs> <laughs> Um, and like we, you've been on the show a couple of times, and you you have you are a brilliant not you have a great knowledge of um, of movies. I don't know about yourself, Alex, but I mean you you're, you're rocking around with uh, Luke. I don't think uh, I think Luke, you pride yourself around sort of like the people you have around you. From what I've seen, you've got a great team of people that you just seem to gravitate towards you, um, and you you don't shy away from the fact that you know you want to go out there and, and make something of yourself. Um, hmm. Yeah, I think it's really cool. Um, what, what's, what's this uh, this this new project you're making then? Because I, I, th I feel like you, this is a massive step up for you guys. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. Massive. Almost accidentally massive. Yeah. Um... <laughs> you, you, you take over on this one, Alex. <laughs> what, what? Okay. okay. Um, whoa, ooh. So, like, what, where no, do I, I mean, start? <laughs> when it when it comes to to making a huge step like this, is it daunting? Is it exciting? Is it scary? It, what is going through your head right now? It's a bit of all of them because, like you said, it is definitely a leap up, and I'm a bit skeptical at points whether it's too much of a leap up. Whereas, yeah. like, there's not as much of a gradual progression. Like, if you go and watch Con Man, and then you go and watch this, then we're like the difference in quality that we're hoping for it's going to it's too crazy to imagine but i'm also really excited because obviously this this is exciting you know what i mean like this is going to be great yeah it, and it's also nice whenever we get send the script to people and they want to get involved that it's I, I think this may be the one script i've sent to the most people 
because it's it's just we've rewritten it so many times and especially with comedy once you know the jokes they don't work as well so when we've rewritten and rewritten and edited over and over again i read the script completely straight faced and it's just kind of mm. like is this supposed Same. to be funny i'm not sure and then i'll go and send it to someone and they go oh i really love this bit and it's this and it, it brings back up the kind of love and and and, and faith back into our own our own project, i suppose, really. I suppose like that's just part of the the um you know the work that goes into these sort of things mm. it's a bit that people don't see you know it's the grind it's mm. the it's the like you said it's the writing and rewriting and reevaluating and then you know deleting a massive chunk of it and starting all over again and you know, yeah, sometimes it will be a a like five hour writing meeting that we'll have, and all we'll decide over those five hours is to cut something we already wrote rather than write anything new. Yeah. And that can feel awful, but then we look back at it afterwards, and it's like I'm so glad we cut that because that would not have fit. Yeah. And I think I think that's important. Sometimes our favorite things that we've written one day, the next day is the worst thing ever. Like we yeah. had a completely different ending to what we have. Now and I, we're not going to well, say why. The ending but... is something that has been completely like changed multiple Ooh, times, and we we may change it again. We may change <laughs> um, it again. Uh, but yeah, and I, I like that we 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 tease it, but we obviously can't say because that's the point of an ending. Um, yeah. But it's yeah, there there was we were going to originally have a very very self aware ending of just I think it was like guy turning to camera and saying oh by the yeah. way we've run out of ideas to write so here's the credits or something like that and we thought oh that's funny and then a couple of days later i think we had a chat with someone we looked back at it and it was like this is yeah, just why, being lazy and telling everyone like that we are that? lazy oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> i like that though it's good um it reminds me a bit like uh with these bits that you take out what do you do with them do you do you roll them, destroy them, delete them, gone, ever done, or do you put them in a uh, in a use later file? Well, you know? every draft of the script is saved separately, so mm -hmm. potentially it's all there to go back on if if the next thing we decide to write together is kind of maybe tonally similar or we want we want to do comedy again, which I mm. assume we probably will. Um, we'll probably go back through some of the older drafts and be like, "Oh, that joke was good, but we'll pop that in here." The greats do that, you know, nicking cut jokes from their old movies richard curtis who i look up to massively uh he an edited a deleted scene from four weddings and a funeral finds its way in love actually uh, which is when colin uh chris marshall's character is talking to the, the chef at the wedding and just digging a hole deeper and deeper and it's very very funny <laughs> and it's not until you realize afterwards you go oh yeah he's so hugh grant in that scene but yeah it's 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 great reminds me of um Morty's mind blowers, Rick and Morty. You know, there's like yeah. you got these. Uh, they, they've written like these small concepts for for episodes that didn't quite make it episodes, but they're like, oh, mm. I know what we can do with these. We could chuck them in a souffle, and we and can make it. <laughs> you know, it's a good episode as well. You wouldn't think something like that would work, but it works it's great. It's ingenious. It's ingenious. Yeah. Absolutely ingenious. Um, so maybe all the jokes we don't like, we make like a sketch comedy or something, <laughs> and just and just have like little ones there. I don't know. Mm. Yeah, um, hmm. and last time we spoke to you, we were talking uh, about your your podcast, Minute About Time, and you very famously, very famously, it's in the record books now, Luke. Um, <laughs> but you've, you've got to, you managed to gather some big, pretty big names to to uh, surrounding your show, come on your show. Um, you know, there, there there are so many things that, like I said, these things just seem to gravitate towards you. Uh, it's amazing to see. Um, how do you put? Let's talk about the cast that you, you're managing to put together um, for um, this, this film that you're making. Um, how 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 do you go out and, and do this? How do you get these people to be part of your journey? I don't even know. <laughs> you you've got a good like idea ideology of the you don't ask you don't get, and that is literally how this is. That's literally what spiraled this, this upward. Yeah. So. It's and yes, when you ask, um, not so much asking directly actually, but when you ask in like some of the filmmakers groups on Facebook, for example, people do not like the idea of working for free. Um, I'll just I'll just throw that out there. We'll pop a call out. Oh, we need you know production designer on this project by two sixteen year olds. Are you going to be paying them? No, no, we're sixteen, yeah. and it's like, well, well, you can't expect anyone to work if they're not, you know, there's stuff like that. But then there's always a good few people that you know, that's the minority. There's always a good few people who are like, yeah. I'll help. I'll get on board. I want to. And that for me, I un right. I understand that for some people, they're not in the financial position to be able to do so. That makes absolute sense. The, the, the type of people who 
act as if we've directly targeted them on social media and get offended at the concept annoys me a lot. Um, but the what what you do find when working on low budget or when working for free is you only ever get people who have an actual genuine passion for their craft on board. People who actually who who enjoy doing it for the sake of doing it rather than for the sake of the next paycheck, and I that that's the people who I want to work with. These yeah. these are the people who, if we end up working with budgets where we're paying people, these are the people who I'll be phoning up. Mm-hmm. Oh. I remember you when I'm famous. That famous saying, oh, "When you're when I'm famous, don't worry, I'll take you with me. You can be my D12 to my M&M. Um <laughs> Luke, Luke sends like a like a package in the post with like a load of money in it with like that note in it saying with interest. <laughs> <laughs> but I think I think Luke as well. There's that that um, small group of people that, that really want to pay it forward. You know, uh, this mm. is this is something. I uh, this is a store. I remember um, I went around to pick up a, a mat- we just moved into a place, went to pick up a, a, a fairly new mattress, but a second hand uh, for a place um, from a friend who I worked with. And her fair, uh, asked you, it was like, I'll help you with the mattress. <laughs> it was one of the weirdest things that ever happened, but I'll never forget it, right? And he, he goes, all right, mate, I'm going to do something very odd now. I was like, uh-oh, <laughs> upstairs in the bedroom. <laughs> and he put £50 in my hand and he goes, remember this. I'm giving you fifty pounds, and this this is a this is a loan, and you're going to give it on to somebody else that needs it when when they need it when you're later on in life. Mm. Pay it forward, remember it. And I was like, that's hard, right? But I looked I looked it up, and there's there's people that genuinely will do that. They will they will help someone when they're younger, mm. or like yourselves, just starting off in their career. Uh, for, in, there was in a brilliant um, Haley Joel Osment movie, Pay It Forward, um, which yeah. Um, I like Haley Joel Osmond. He's great, especially as, yeah. uh, in Tusk. If you've never seen Tusk, make sure you watch I Tusk. I haven't seen Tusk. Um, but yeah, pay it, pay it forward. It's Probably too young nice to watch it. It's loading up IMDb now. But yeah, it's it, uh, that, that, that's the kind of people that, that we're asking for this, I guess, is, of kind of, is that kind of concept of, of you know, support a, a project. And we've had some shockingly generous donations with this campaign yeah. um so we because we've set our we set our kind of minimum target at 750 pounds because we didn't know how much we could get we've never worked with a budget before so we thought we start 750 we made that within less than a week with like nice. people coming we get stuff through and it was like here's someone who's just gone and given us 120 quid and it's just like whoa okay and we had, we had a good good few of the we had like two or three of the hundred and twenty quid donations, which was our highest perk. We didn't think anyone would go for, and we had quite a few of them and quite a few others. And it was kind of it it, it still shocks me. But obviously, when we reached the the seven fifty, which was on there, like things have slowed down. But we still, if we can raise more, the film would be better and better. Uh, so that's why we're here. Keep mm. donating, please. <laughs> <laughs> um, who who? So let me we talk about this cast. Can we sort of announce some of the uh, the, the get the stars that are going to be in this this amazing flick that you make? Yes, when's this going out? Because I sent you all the pictures. Wednesday. Uh, there's one. Okay. Um, what is in a week today, or as in today? Yeah, in seven days. <laughs> a week today. Seven days. Okay. Yeah, that's good. We got. We're announcing one on at, at time of recording. We're announcing one on Radio Shropshire tomorrow, so we can talk about them. That's great. Okay. Um, yep. Who do we want to talk about first, Alex? Uh... <laughs> You just you go for it because I okay. don't want, I don't want to get this wrong. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> um, let's talk about Ewan. Uh, okay, yeah, pic- we'll... <laughs> you. I've sent you all the pictures. There we go. There's Ewan. Ewan McIntosh went back in when he was in the office as Keith, um, and he is. And then there's him now, uh, or one of his later pictures. And he is a a lovely, lovely guy who I had back on two minutes about time. He randomly popped up on my Facebook at one point, literally after I'd finished watching the UK office, scrolling through Facebook on my You May Know, and it was like, well, I was just watching you on TV five minutes ago. I'll send you a friend request. And so I invited him on to Two Minutes About Time. Nice. Uh, he is not a Richard Curtis fan. He was not a fan of that movie. Oh. Um, and it was so much fun to have him on. <laughs> <laughs> and so we stayed in touch. We wrote the script. Uh, like Alex and I wrote the script for this. Probably started writing back in June, July time. Took a big break um and then got back into it around november december and then messaged ewan towards the end of december and was just like hey you're you do comedy you're able to give us some feedback on this script 
and he agreed. And um, and then I just thought I'd push it a little further and say, any chance you'd like to play one of the customers? Who, if you have those, of you, having read the script, that first customer, I think that's the most Ewan Macintosh character. I was, was going to say he's the DVD guy. <laughs> yeah, you can. No, you can say. I think we could say the DVD guy. Yeah, the, the, yeah, the DVD. <laughs> we can now. <laughs> um, yeah. Um, by the way, uh, this is the ending, and this is who dies. I was going to reveal the whole story. Spoilers. Yeah. Um, but yeah, he he and um, and then we started chatting with him even more. And he would have been so helpful because he put us in touch with some of the people who advised us on budgeting and who gave us some more some of the funding to the film. And it was like, would you like to be our executive producer? And yeah, and it's his only exec producer credit on IMDb, which is so exciting. And nice. he's lovely. He's done a couple. He did a, a podcast we were on with us recording yesterday for an American show called Cosmic Chapetto. Um, and so it's just so exciting to have someone of his caliber like on the creative team. Yeah, uh, uh, yeah, that's nice. That's nice. That is nice. Um, yeah. Who else is in this then? Got you and who sounds amazing, by the way. Uh, yeah, we'll have to. You have to get me in touch with him. He'll come on my podcast. Well, there's a good. There's a good. There's a good chance with all of this that you'll be on set and interviewing folks. <laughs> so, yeah, that's true. And then you get to meet pretty much all of these, except the one who's doing voiceover, who I guess we can talk about now. Um, <laughs> Alex, do you want to? Alex, do you want to talk about our voiceover one? <laughs> The, the, and who we got? Who's he's the phone, uh, not yeah. the operator, Alex yeah. McQueen. Yeah, who you will? That yeah, that's, oh. that's not. No, that's not. <laughs> <else. laughs> we'll get. We'll talk about him in a second. Talk about winter. Let's talk about winter. Let's just talk about winter. He was. Um, he was our announcement today. There we go. That's Alex McQueen. <laughs> yeah, you had one job, Al. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you'll probably you'll most know him. Probably as Neil's dad from the Inbetweeners, but like he has done so many like sitcoms, like British. Sitcoms. You go on his IMDb; you, he has been in everything. You've yeah, seen you ever. you'll recognise his face, but you won't like. You probably won't know the name, but you definitely recognise the face. Is he as well spoken in real life as he is on the on the Inbetweeners? Because he is very. Well- oh, Neil, why did you do that? He's I, very well. He he is really polite and well spoken, isn't he, Luke? Like yeah, he was especially considering like a lot of his characters are quite kind of. I I I wouldn't say kind of. Hmm, what's the right way for it? a lot of his characters are kind of stiff. impolite, I think, and kind of stiff. Yeah. yeah, and it was quite surreal when we had our our chat with him. He he called us on WhatsApp, and we had a little WhatsApp chat with him. He was just like the loveliest, politest really boy you ever meet, and it was just kind of like, whoa. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, he's he's a lovely, lovely guy. And there's just there's a scene where there's a, a phone operator voice. And as we wrote it, we were like, wouldn't it be really cool if we could get like a recognizable voice from film and TV to do this? And then we asked Alex and he said, yeah. <laughs> no. yeah. That's Alex number three. Um... <laughs> Alex number one, if you want to be in my film. <laughs> I'm Alex number one, remember? Alex number one. I'm on about the actor, not me. I'm Al, remember? I'm not Alex. I love you. <laughs> don't, don't. Um, start. I will. I'll start. I'll shall, we, shall, shall we make our announcement for the bloke you already showed the pictures of? Yeah, well, we uh, may yeah. as well now. <laughs> <laughs> Let's talk about winter. Um, winter. There we go. There we go. Look. Uh, winter Fonander, who is a lovely, lovely Irish stand-up comic. Um, and we put a casting call out on backstage for one of the roles, who is Threatening Man, who is the second customer who enters the shop. Um, I won't say any more because I. Really funny about this, like, <laughs> the fact that Luke is literally squirming, so that you can just tell he just he wants to just <laughs> just get it all out of his system. But yeah, about the bird, it's basically it's like how... his hair. <laughs> it's like having a punchline to a joke and being like, "Oh, I want to tell people the joke." <laughs> oh yeah, well, one of, one of my like my favorite thing I have ever written is one of the jokes in like. No, I'm not even going to say. No, what. no. <laughs> so, the, the great thing is, Alex Yusefi did not like it for a long, long time, and it's still my favorite thing I've ever written. And whenever I send the script to someone and they say, "Oh, that joke is my favorite joke," I add that to a little chart, and it's just like. Oh, there we go. <laughs> <laughs> um. So he's going to be part of it. Um. And who's Simon? This blue guy here. <laughs> yeah, that's uh, that's Simon Fisher Becker. 
who plays the manager. He won't be blue in the in the film. There we go. That's his that's his headshot, which incidentally looks an awful lot like the manager. So that, that yeah. was the best picture to use. Um I re- I realized once again to the to the listeners they won't if they won't get half of this. Just just picture a guy who's blue and then picture Have IMDB not blue. up open and ready to type <laughs> these names in, folks. Uh, you'll see who it is. Yeah. Um but yeah he he's best known for playing Dorian Maldivar in Doctor Who. He was in three or four episodes of Doctor Who playing uh, that the big blue guy Dorian, uh, and then he uh, no, before that he was Fat Friar in Harry Potter, uh, the first film, and he is a lovely, lovely bloke. He came to the premiere for Unstable, and we've been chatting ever since. And we sent him the script, and he said yes. Yeah, nice, nice. And then there's Ninette. Ninette, I believe. Yeah, yeah. And there she is with Ricky Gervais. Ricky Gervais. Um, and she is considered to be the one of or the UK's most famous extra. Uh, yeah. She has been in over a thousand films or TV shows. I, I, I'm imagining that both of you, in seeing her face, kind of had the feeling of I've seen her in something mm. before, possibly. And yeah. her, the only thing is, being an extra, I guess a lot of her things aren't listed on IMDb, so I, I can't find a full list of all of the net stuff, but like, we'll just, now now we know her, we're just watching We're always stuff. on the lookout, like, she's not credited, but she's in an episode of IT Crowd. Is she credited she's in, in like, Inbetweeners? No, but she's in, like, three episodes of the Inbetweeners. We're just watching stuff, and then Alex and I will message each other, and it's like, Nanette's yeah. hot, and she's, yeah, she's, in, she's everywhere. It's like Easter eggs, isn't it's it? It's amazing, <laughs> yeah. Uh, and she's got a kind of, a little uh, bigger role, I think, in our thing. She's I mean, not as big as a role in Derek, the Ricky Gervais show, which is, a, I don't know if any of you have seen Derek. It's a beautiful, beautiful piece of television um, yeah. all about yeah. an old people's home. She plays Annie, um, who is, I think, I don't think she's as prominent in series one. She's there the whole time, as they all are, but she's uh, she's a lot more prominent in series two, where I think she ends up going on a date with Derek's dad and stuff like that. And Nanette is just, um, it was kind of, a contact that Ewan put us in touch with and then his contact that he brought on who we were chatting with her and we were like there's this certain role um, we can't say what the role requires but it was, <laughs> oh this is hard to say it was very hard to cast and Nanette uh, and then they were like oh, well I work with Nanette Finch do you want me to give you her details and then I was like I googled Nanette and I was like, hold up, she was in Derek, which is one of my favorite shows ever. I was like, yes, Done. please. <laughs> and and like our WhatsApp chats with Nanette, she is like one of the loveliest people ever. It really and, is. Aw. Yeah. So very very excited to be working with Nanette as well, and just to have all these people together in a room will be, it's gonna be crazy. <laughs> oh, it's gonna be great. The temptation so- to just sit and talk with them rather than film will really be yeah. building up. <laughs> we can come in. Hopefully, mm. we we can we can do that bit for you. Yeah. Well, at least help yeah. anyway. Um. Okay, so we we got the cast down. Uh, there's one more picture here. Is that the same guy? He just looks a bit different. Who's yeah? The... yeah. There's Winter. Once That's again. Winter. Oh, he looks yeah. a bit different. Who, who, who was? Yeah. Who was our, our our big announcement today that was was spoiled in the in the fact? Yeah. Well, fine. Well done, else. <laughs> in, in, in proper podcast style. Um... <laughs> Hashtag food <Fusion> biscuit. <laughs> right. Off he goes to the naughty corner. So there we go. Um, <laughs> I, I don't know you could do that. I'm terrified now. <laughs> <laughs> um, where did the idea for come from to to record in a charity shop of all places? Where did it come from? <laughs> where, where, it, it, uh, we were thinking, weren't we? Where is a place you never see stuff set? Right, like that—that that yeah. was it, wasn't it? Yeah, sort um, of. And I think I'd just come back from a charity shop when yeah, we started writing. Yeah, so we like, it was around shops. the point the charity shops had just started reopening, and I was—I was first there. I was like, "Yeah, mask on, going in, charity shopping, then taking all the stuff I bought, leaving them in a room for like three days to check that they're clean." <laughs> and yeah, yeah, proper charity shop style. Go buy some old copies of Beano. Um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, charity shops are amazing, though, right? Because you are right. Alex, um, they're places where I just imagine a- anybody and anything can sort of happen, right? Because you can buy anything, <laughs> anyone can walk in, you can have a million different scenarios. So I, I yeah, I, 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 volu- to... I volunteered in one for a couple of years, and it was 
the most you could have the both the most and least eventful days. It's lovely. I imagine. And stressful. Mm. <laughs> yeah. Um I'm I'm excited to see this. I can't I can't wait for production to start and things like that. Where do you guys start stand with the pandemic at the moment? I know things uh, Boris has given us a little bit of uh, insight mm. to what's going on throughout the year, but where does that where does that put you with as far as uh, production? It's actually quite helpful, isn't it? Like, yeah, if things go how we they how are we... set out to go. Yeah. And which is we can't rely upon, admittedly. We do have uh, a we month are, in mind, right? We can't just... Yeah, we, we're hoping to film in August. Yeah. But uh, if lockdowns come in place, things are compromised, then we will just postpone, postpone, postpone. Yeah. Uh, because we don't have the budget to have all the precautions in place, although we may do if people give us lots and lots of money. Um, <laughs> but we're... Uh, <laughs> but, yeah, it's it's... In many ways... The pandemic has been wonderfully helpful because the people who we got on board, everyone just wants to work. Everyone's just like, oh, a film? Yes, Give I'm here. something to do. <laughs> yeah. um, so obviously, the more we postpone it, there will be the chances of availabilities of people shifting and things not working as well as we hope. But August, things okay. will happen, <laughs> hopefully. Yeah. Um, and we'll keep everyone in the loop. Obviously, everyone who donates will get emails from us saying what's happening and we'll we'll let people know. But yeah. We're hoping August. Also, the other thing, talking about how great charity shops are, if anyone owns a charity shop that's willing to shop for three yeah, days, yeah, we really and, need a location. Film, I beg. <laughs> we really need a location. It's kind of an important part of the plot. And uh, yeah. well, between Telford and Shrewsbury, there's there's a million charity shops out yeah. there that might just let you help you. It's it's uh, sort of like ideally like toilets, downstairs access, and not near a busy road. That's kind of. Our thing. Um, <laughs> imagine but... that. We record that for three days, and all you can hear is yeah. <laughs> the cars going past. Yeah, it's, um, so that's 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 the aim. The annoying thing is, obviously, at the moment we can't go and look around, and we can't just walk. You know, you can't just go into a shop and say, "Oh, any chance we could film?" So everything has to be email and contact and sort stuff out. And understandably, with how long shops have had to be shut, they're not so. It's it's not great for a charity for them to then shut for another three days on top of that. We yeah. can see and understand that. But we can also say that for those charity shops who are wondering whether or not, it could potentially be some really great publicity. We can invite the Shropshire Star along maybe, get some photos taken of... I mean, we can't confirm Shropshire Star. That's their job. That You know, we haven't asked the Shropshire Star. Uh, but, I, you know, we can get it's photos of... Star, by the way, just saying. What? Just for yeah. an biscuit. Yeah, of course. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Of course. Oh, sure. Yeah. That's why we're here. <laughs> but um, to stay in the lane. But yeah, we get we get you know we get the photos of you know Ewan and Simon and everyone in their shop. We can you know they'll get the big big credits and that's that's what we're after really. So if there's a charity shop listening, then I don't, well, someone who owns the shop. If the shop's listening, it can't do much. Um, someone who owns the shop, preferably. <laughs> Um, who can who can help out? <laughs> nice. Um, how, there's a lot of information that you, we've just discussed, like scripts, actors, roles, uh, locations, crowdfunding, all sorts yeah. going through. All this. We haven't done a lot of the crew yet. We can throw out a couple of crew names if you yeah, like. Yeah, man. Um, well, I believe you guys know um, Gareth from yeah, uh, Rocky Horse. Gareth Thomas, he yeah. is our director of photography. Um, so. Huge shout out to to Gareth for being our DOP, um, because you know we need someone who's good with the camera, and Gareth is our man. Yeah, um, absolutely. Who else have we got? I'm just checking. I don't skim through. I'm just going through our own IMDb. Uh, a guy, a, lov a lovely guy called Tim Robertson Bolton is doing our production design, um, and he his work and our chat with him. We did kind of. It's weird. We went from that. We we went from we don't have any production designers to put a call out on social media in like some of the film groups to we now have five production designers that we have to talk to and find and find who's best for the job. How's that um, process though? Because like you can't just accept anybody and everybody that comes. I mean, if you know them and no, you know they get yeah. the job, fair enough. But like you can't just have got. I have camera. I do film. Like <laughs> yeah, we. I think everyone we asked for examples of work or at least like a CV or something, um, mm. which I also know is really annoying because you have to start somewhere, and yeah, I especially know that, and it's it feels weird and wrong in ways. Being someone who is just asking 
for opportunities and trying to get in to then go to someone and be like, oh, you haven't got the experience, we're not having you, it doesn't seem right. Yeah, but but we, we, we have the other roles that we offered people at different at different levels. We offered to – everyone was amazing. That was the good – there was no one – if anyone's listening who, <laughs> who did apply, no one was awful. Everyone was so amazing that if any one of you were the only person we had – we would not have been disappointed. <laughs> like <laughs> they were all. Um, so we also have two art directors for a reason that we cannot discuss. Um, but that is uh, Ellen Astbury and Elena Johnston. Um, Ellen is someone from my film class and the co-host of my new podcast, uh, the Love Rosie podcast, analyzing the 2014 rom-com Love Rosie five minutes at a time. That will happen at some point soon. Um <clears throat> had to get that in there as well i haven't plugged it on anything yet so that's exciting <laughs> um, uh, uh, we have costume design uh um by cobra sven bjorsen i believe i'm really sorry cobra if i'm not pronouncing that properly i'm really trying my best um <laughs> production management by uh hannah wright um our first ad is reese ord who I met on um, Hood, A Legend Reborn. We were both runners uh, on that for a really great movie by Adam Collins. Um, and we both met as runners on the film set. Weirdly, this is the strange thing about the pandemic. I met him once in 2019. We were runners on the day. So we were chatting for like eight hours over this whole filming day. Then have not met since. But Skyping and Zooming, it feels like he's someone I know and have been friends with for ages, but I've met him once. And that's so strange. But Resword is our assistant director. Katie Ranson is our prop designer. And Billy Bannister is our production mixer or sound boom guy. All the sound stuff. That is Billy's job. And Billy is amazing. I... I know Billy because I went to the screening of a feature film that he did sound for. So it was oh. kind of like I found his contacts and I was like, we need a sound guy. I'm asking Billy. And Billy, lovely bloke, is is doing it. And then we've got our thanks. But the thanks credits are forever changing because if people donate a certain amount, they get a thanks credit. So I'm not going to mention any of them. Hmm. Yeah. It mean, sounds amazing. But like, how do you filter for all this? Because obviously you guys are still young. You're still, you're still learning. You're still doing studies. And, and we're stuff. now the least qualified people on our own set. That is the problem. <laughs> um, but... <laughs> That's the thing, though, right? Isn't it? I mean, it's not necessarily about being qualified in a certain area, but it's yeah. about being able to manage the people that are qualified mm. in that area. You know? Yeah. Um, I think. Yeah, I think it's that, and it's also we've made sure that we've got people who are willing to help and lend advice, but also not the people who are going to take over and try to direct themselves. Yeah. Which I think I've been lucky enough to not experience too many people like that in the past. But it's yeah, it's. I don't know if I've experienced anyone like that, actually. It's, it's it's just a thing I'm very scared of happening. <laughs> um, yeah. And you you hear, you hear of it, I think, quite a lot, is that there's, you know, certain actors or certain crew members who take over. I mean, to look at The Room, there's a guy, Sandy Sinclair, who was the script supervisor on The Room, who, for some reason, decided to later take credit and write a book called Yes, I Directed The Room, uh, which of all films to take credit for, Mr. Sinclair, not the best one. Uh, but... <laughs> um, <laughs> Just also going to do a little little plug for my friend's podcast, The Room Minute, analyzing the room one minute at a time. I've been on fifteen episodes, I think twelve out. Nice. And, uh, I, 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 I'm, I'm not even the most regularly recurring guest, which angers me. Um, I thought I was, <laughs> and I'm like second or third. But um, they wrapped up recording last week at this time, so two weeks ago at the time of listening. Um, wrapped and up. So, wrap, wrap, wrapped up. What's that? Wrapped up recording. <laughs> Um, but they 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 backlogged a while, so there'll be a couple more weeks of the show, and it's a lovely lovely show. I'm promoting other people's podcasts. What am I doing? Um, uh, it's because you're a good guy. It's because you're a good guy. Um, when where so you're going to be recording in August? Um, when are you aiming to release this? When 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 would you like to ideally? Around January is the yeah ideal. Obviously, yeah, I think changed. our IMDb randomly says December because they wanted a date and I just chucked him December 1st. I think we aim to have it completed by December 1st mm -hmm. and probably a couple of private screenings to you know, that's with Unstable, you know, that was a drama. I that there is less pressure, I think, for the intended reaction of a drama. Whereas with comedy, we want to screen this a couple of yeah. times and find out whether it works what works and what doesn't it's going to be hard I'll be how we change it afterwards goodness knows but yeah. <laughs> we'll uh I, th I think it's important because comedy and horror both don't work unless you get specific reaction from the um from the 
viewers, and I think that is it's unless you're to Tommy sure Wiseau. <laughs> Yeah, well, you can you just flip the genre, apparently. That's a, that's a thing. You're daring me apart, Lisa! <laughs> you know, apparently... Well, that's, that's, the, that's the thing you can't do about... You can't do about comedy. If you make a bad drama, you can do Tommy Wiseau and come out and say, oh, yes, it is uh, black comedy. <laughs> it's, it's a parody. Just, <laughs> but, um... I, I watched... Um... I watched a film that was very good uh, the other day, but for the wrong reason. It was like it's called Willy's Wonderland, and it's Nicolas Cage, and he's literally cleaning uh, a building and beating up animatronic puppets yep. that have gone psychopathic. And it's um, it's quite obviously a parody of of um, uh, uh, horror films, um, but it just doesn't take itself seriously. And I think it, I think that's what the genius of, of things like that. It, you know, you can yeah. see a film like that, and it's just like, well. They haven't tried. It's just a bit of fun. That's genuinely what it is. Yeah, and that's all. That some of the worst movies I've seen have been some of the most fun stuff. So, like when I'm on when I'm on that show, The Room Minute, uh, every time you're on, they ask people to choose a bad movie, and so I've on each of my appearances had to bring a bad movie along with me and have to watch stuff. I never talk about the sort of bad movies where you can tell that people are having fun because they're actually mm. quite good. Like when you can tell that the cast and crew are enjoying themselves, it actually is quite a blast to watch. Um, but other times, bad movies I'll talk about are kind of trash sequels or um, the last one I talked about, which people should tune in, is uh, God's Not Dead, the Christian movie. As a Christian myself, there's a lot of stuff wrong with this and the way in which it is viewed among the Christian community and actually the rather dangerous values and stereotypes it portrays. And so I thought I'd use the platform to talk about it. Um and that that it's not normally that serious on the room minute. I'm not even talking about the room minute. What what's going on? <laughs> I'm sorry. This is this is what happens. You bring me on, and because I I'm a podcaster myself. There's you there's not. There's, there's, yeah, exactly. Alex, Yusefi, take over. Give me. <laughs> just what say what we should talk about. <laughs> Ow. Ow, we're gonna yeah. we're gonna put Luke through the gauntlet at some point. <laughs> we we do. I, I'd like to. Uh, I would like to invite Luke on on you suck as well some point because but the problem is it's quite a an r-rated show i'm like oh yeah <laughs> why, why? <laughs> yeah, yeah but... <laughs> we, we certainly should 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 uh get a gauntlet together for luke yeah we've done it before on the biscuit we have done it before um uh put dave Cortine's daughter through it it was just funny we'll talk um, we'll talk I was going to say, I, I, I'll i admit I haven't listened to as much of your shows as I should, and so I'm not entirely sure yeah, what you're talking about. That's it, naughty corner. Naughty corner. <laughs> <laughs> um, well, I love getting you on, Luke, and we will do this again. Uh, what are we calling this? Are we calling this... Um, th- this is like a mini-series of podcasts. Yeah, um, well, what I want to do, Al, is um, as a sort of uh, thing I said to Luke, I don't think I actually told you... <laughs> Yeah, you don't want to do at all. <laughs> like he's kind of turned up like, what we're doing here. Um, what I want to do is I want to kind of um, create like a series of podcasts following the journey of, of the development of this film. Hmm. Um, so that obviously starts like now. So we're talking about um, the run up to the film, then maybe um, then start, you know, whenever there's a development or what, you know, maybe just as the start of the filming, we could then do another have another chat where we you know talk about what the challenges have been what they've had to you know that kind of stuff it might also be quite interesting if you had like say an episode where you just had the people from our art department or like just yeah. different yeah talk, i think people that, you know and what it's like working with luke and, and alex and 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 you know just sort of be, really being heavily involved in the development of it and sort of documenting those thoughts and feelings and experiences and stuff as the film progresses right through to complete i found i found that um speaking to people that are behind the scenes i make actually physically with the hands make films are such interesting interviews we've speaking to spoken to some amazing people that have done that uh peter abramson who who did the the animatronics with dinosaurs and he made the helped make the angel of death for hellboy 2 and all, all these things he's a, he was an amazing guy to talk to because he could talk about physically building things with his hand mick strawn who who did um stuff with um uh freddy krueger and nightmare on elm street and stuff like that he was amazing and we're currently speaking to the art director from the mandalorian to come on our show because I feel oh, like brilliant. you do need to you need you need to investigate what goes in behind the scenes. What, yes. How do you make things work? How, lighting experts. How how do you make something look sexy? Or how do you make someone look sinister? And all what? How do you prepare for that thing? All these exactly. Kind of I whilst as a writer director, I love the fact that we get all the credit. It's really not true, and it's not worth it. <laughs> <laughs> There's like you know, 
production design, like camera operators, especially the director of photography, does never gets enough credit for the fact that they—that's the look of the film. This, the, mm-hmm. the, you know, the camera going like that—that's their job. <laughs> we just say do that thing, and they do it. Um, so yeah, I think I think it's very important to give everyone, even down to the production assistants. I'm not just saying that because I've been a production assistant or a layman's terms a runner. But production assistant sounds way more, way more clever than <laughs> on the CV, doesn't it? Yeah, it does. It's like, hey, do I write? I made coffee, or do I write production assistant? <laughs> but no, there, there's a, there's often a lot more stuff to the production assistant stuff, uh, stuff. And I think even they're like really great and really important people to talk to because it's fascinating the different stuff that everyone brings in their own. As long as all their ideas match up with the big final product, which is the hardest thing to do is when we were like interviewing interviewing sounds so weird when we were chatting with all the different people for the roles especially for like production designer and art directors and stuff it was like what do you want this to look like and is it the same as what we want this what we want it to look like i I kind of get a bit of a a sense of that because i've done sort of backstage you know stage crew sort Mm. of stuff for productions in 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 the past and i've actually had um stage crew underneath me i was a stage manager um and you know, I had like a big A3 clip, you know, flipboard with the stage on it, written, you know, drawn several times over, and then literally with different bits of stuff on the stage that had to move, and literally had arrows with like names saying, right, because yeah. obviously switching between scenes is you're it's just on, you know on stage live, it has to be done quick. So then, like, you know, having people moving stuff around in in a certain way to then make sure that, you know it's all done cleanly and fast, you know, and then as you're take something off one side somebody else is bringing something else on and things like that you know um people don't really see that the thought processes that go into that in the background um yeah and like you said the sound the lighting all this stuff if a film sounds awful it's so hard to watch and yet no one ever gives credit to the sound guy for example at watch unstable we didn't have any sound guys it's the rain is really loud at certain parts it's it's tough and so one of the like as soon as we did this it's like right i'm called i'm messaging billy it was like we need we need a sound guy to sort this out there's so many things that you i think especially at our level understandably we overlook and it's kind of like ah we can do that and then it, it was what what I've kind of saying with Alex recently is kind of it's just like yeah but if we've got the ability to bring someone on who can do it properly then bring them on yeah absolutely yeah. well one of the things I want to do as well is um because well, depending obviously what your plan is at the end really once it's sort of released but um I kind of have got designs on um having the biscuit host your premiere hmm well, I, I, I'm, I'm in. If we can have a premiere, I think. What do you think, Alex? I can't yeah, just. Say. That, that's sort of what I thought because I mean, we've done the Shropshire Live, um, uh, yeah, the Shropshire Live Festival, virtual festival, virtual festival. <laughs> I was like, I could help him, or I could <laughs> let him fall on his face. Not Shrewsbury. I'm going to let you fall. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, I stood on stage. I was like, this is the Shrewsbury virtual festival. It wasn't. It was the Shropshire virtual festival. I did it in front of like uh, thirty thousand people. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah, if there's if there's one thing that offends us Telford people more than anything is being associated with Shrewsbury. Um, <laughs> no, I was yeah. going to say that. I, in Shrewsbury, I, 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 I should say that I'm on here and I study at Shrewsbury. I can't say that, but there's there's definitely Telford folk I know who are not <laughs> who get very annoyed so, at being bundled so, in with Shrewsbury. <laughs> I, I think I put something on our you Facebook. Your own premiere. <laughs> <laughs> one of the most famous things, one of the most, one of the most our favourite questions to ask on the show is, "What does Shrewsbury mean to you?" And I put it on the Facebook recently, and some guy put, "It's a place to be bypassed," <laughs> and I was like. Okay, <laughs> because I know there's a rivalry. I grew up in Wrexham. I know Wrexham and Chester don't get on. I, I'm, I, you know, I, I'm from Telford originally. I know what Telford and Shrewsbury. The same guy started commenting on other people's, you know, saying, "Oh, that's when my kids were born." It's like when mine were born as well, and I'd still bypass the town. Like, <laughs> like all right. <laughs> well, we love it. I think I was born in Shrewsbury as well. Actually, come to that, but yeah, ho. I guess same. I'm a Shrewsbury lad at heart. Um, <laughs> just don't tell that to the Telford folk. I think now. I think, I think now. I may have made enemies on both sides. Yeah, um, I think you. Think you've, yeah, you, yeah, you might as well just move to Chester or something or Wrexham. <laughs> um, right. Um, well, we're running out of time. Shall I give them the link to donate? Oh yeah, yeah. yes. <laughs> um, uh, the best way of finding our Indiegogo page is probably via my website, which is lukeallen.co.uk, and it's on the homepage there. I think. Well, I mean, we could give you the Indiegogo link, but I don't know if anyone's going to be there for all the forward slashes. Um, so, LukeAllen.co.uk is probably 
your best way. And uh, or email me, Luke at LukeAllen.co.uk, if you like, you know, own a charity shop and want to help. And I'm sure um, if you message the biscuit, if they're nice, they'll let us know. Yeah, of course, of course. Yeah, if yeah, if you can't if you can't find Luke anywhere else, then yeah, just drop us a line and we can um, we can forward that on and get you guys in in contact. Absolutely. Um, any parting comments, Alex? Have you got anything to add before we get out of here? Yeah, you know that batarang thing that you had. I've got that. I was looking for it. It's like, <laughs> oh, it's that, it's it's like a, a bottle opener. Yeah, it is. Um, I've given up uh, alcohol for Lent. And this is just staring at me, so I'll just play with it now. Yeah. So it has no purpose. Yeah. Uh, so, <laughs> Dude, The reason why I picked that up is because we were talking about bad sound, and uh, I was I remembered that um, I was playing Lego Batman 3 with my boy, and I love oh. Kevin Conroy, love Batman. Batman is like my favorite. And like, listen to Kevin Conroy in a badly sounded game because it sounds really echoey and quiet throughout the whole it game. It does. It does. Um, Sorry. It kind of ruined it for me. I said, like, "How dare you do that to the the Conroy? He is yeah. he is the Batman. Like, you know, it's just um, so that's why I picked up that." But yeah, mm. reminded me, um, Luke. I'm awful with got... sound because I keep coming in and out. I just fiddle and I like, fiddling with my microphone and mm. I, I do that all the time. I and then I get that. the editor. I would be put in a naughty corner by Al because he would be like, I, I "Leave am... your mic alone," <laughs> <laughs> or I'll kind of gesture and I'll turn my head while I'm gesturing, and it's not until I till I'm editing that it's kind of like, "Oh, why the heck did I do that?" <laughs> I've had to learn the hard way because I can't really hear my I can't hear my voice much in my ear, Shane. You know, it's not a big deal, not a big deal or anything, not a big deal or anything. Uh, so I can't, I can't hear my levels very well. Um, so I did a, a podcast live with the Usuk uh, on the Usuk channel, and uh, I was too close to my microphone. And these microphones that we use on the biscuit are super expensive, super sensitive, very loud microphones. And I drowned everyone out of that episode for a whole hour. <laughs> Nobody Ooh. could hear anything because I was just like, <gasps> over the microphone. Ah. It was just terrible. What, what, so. what mics? What mics are yours then? Mine's Kind of Aston, and Aston Stealth. I, I wrote to Aston because I wanted a quintessentially British microphone. Okay, because you got your Behringers and your Shures and your all these uh, road, you know, all these foreign companies, yeah. which I don't mind. Obviously, they make amazing stuff, right? But I was like, maybe we can get some British microphones and we can sort of help promote British uh, sort of manufacturers. I wrote to Aston, and they're like, yeah, we'll give you some microphones and you can pay for them. Bit by bit, which they did, and we've had a really good relationship since. So that is yeah. that is lovely. That's I think cool. mine's I think mine's a Samson. I think uh, Samson. Really good. If, if you can get one QU. Yes, but, mine yeah. is mine is Samson Q One U, uh, which oh, I quite okay. like. But if there's any microphone companies listening who just want me to try out theirs too, you know, I'm I'm here. Luke at Luke Allen, UK. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, it's <laughs> I like this one. I've had this for a couple of years. It's it's good. I've done it again. I'll bring it closer. <laughs> I don't know where my microphone's gone, but I'm pretty sure I've got the uh, the, the one up from yours. We can see about we can... clicking pens. I usually what? click pens, and then Al sits there. He's like, "Who's clicking a pen?" I can hear it, and I'm like, There's "I shouted like at him thing last week because we were gaming. With. We, were, we were gaming last week, and he was just like, <laughs> done the done the, the headset. I was like, dude, I will." Come round your house and I'll beat you to death. Stop. <laughs> there's uh, there's this that's on my microphone stand, which originally you can see how long I've had it. Originally it was like a it was the phone holder thing came on top. Yeah. And now it's just kind of loose and the things come off. Uh I mean I've had it for years. It's nothing against the actual I've no idea where the stand came from. Uh, I got it for Christmas. Uh but it's like that there, and I now just use that to wrap my earphones around. But I'm often screwing and fiddling with that when I'm on mm-hmm. things. And it's right. it's great, but this is why I like these guest spots. I get to do all I want, and it's your job. So there we go, <laughs> Alex. Alex, how do you put them? In? How how do you put no, them? I, in? I really <laughs> don't know. <laughs> <laughs> this is why we kind of nice things. You know that. Let's let's reconvene in about two weeks' time. What do you reckon? Okay. About two sure. weeks' time, we'll yeah. do, do something sure. else. We'll see how far you get on, and maybe we can speak to one of your cast members. Uh, maybe yeah, uh, I... another Alex. Have you got another Alex to bring? We can Alex. <laughs> yeah, another Alex. That's your <laughs> we will find another Alex to bring on board. Well, look, you got, you've been fantastic. I love chatting to you, Luke. Obviously, you're a young, fantastic talent, and yourself, Alex, too. Um, you guys work really well together. Um, this has been this has been really nice. We will reconvene in two weeks. Uh, but before we get out of here, um, um, tell people where they can find you, Luke, on your social media and uh, uh, what have you. 
Okay, uh, for for me. Uh, well, for whatever you guys are doing. Right, I've got yeah. I, I, well, you, I've got. I'll, I'll give my I'll give my quick autopilot of my socials from all the guest spots I do. I'm gonna here we go, and then I'll talk about Mr. Middle Films where they can find all this stuff, and Alex can plug his plugs. Um, I am uh, on Twitter at llama underscore bottle zero. It's a very old Twitter account. I made it was like 12. I'm on Instagram at Ginger Luke, on Facebook at Luke Allen Film. All podcasts, radio appearances, newspaper articles, short films, anything I'm remotely involved in is over at Luke Allen to get UK. And my podcast, Two Minutes About Time, Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at Two Mins About Time. Christmas Actually, Christmas Act Pod, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. And the new one, uh, love rosie pod on facebook twitter and instagram and then mr middle films is just on instagram for now at mr middle films we've got a youtube channel i think where we're going to post clips from different um that's what i was going to ask you actually is whether we can use either clips or the show and post it up on our youtube as well uh no worries if not I'll give you the pressure on the air because uh, mm-hmm. we're trying to post clips of, <laughs> clips of things from different interviews that we're doing and the film will be up there eventually trailers you could also watch Command Denominator on there if you're just having a really good evening and you want to ruin it um and uh alex where can they find you well i mean uh just check out mr middle uh films on instagram and do we have anything else with mr middle or so, I'm sorry, you had loads to plug, and I've just got no, nothing. Sorry, no, I've, 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 got, I've got Podcaster Autopilot. It's not good. Um, you need to get on that, Alex. You need, you need to get just a flash with you. You're like, right. He's <laughs> yeah. done what I did. I did um, with uh, with Mr. Squee. Mr. Squee invited me on his podcast, which is a big podcast. He speaks to Doctor Who cast members and Star Trek people and stuff. And uh, we, me, we, me and Tom Bruno turned up with the USUC crew, and it was a live show. He's doing a 24-hour thing, and we just took over. We're like, the use of boys are here now. Sit down. We're here to run the show, and we literally took over. And he was just like, he was just like, so like, he was Mr. Squeam. He was, like, <laughs> it was just one of those things. As a podcaster, you wouldn't. Oh, they can show. also. They can also find me on Podchaser, where all my podcast appearances. Yeah, are. it's Pod. Yeah, you you mentioned you. Podchaser to me before, and I was like, oh yeah, I, I'm you're on get there on now, that. aren't you? I'm on you've there. You've got an but, account, but you do probably you have to, like individually put your podcasts in because that, that seems like yeah. Hard work to me. Uh, it took a while, but now I like now now I'm on top of it. So like when it's when you've got your own show, which you obviously do have several, uh, mm-hmm. you you set yourself as host and it'll automatically credit you for all of those episodes. But I like to do it for all the guest spots. So whenever a guest thing I'm on is out, um, this week it's Knives Out minute. I'm on Knives Out one minute at a time. That'll all have been out by. Uh, this time they're listening but every time a new episode comes out i'm popping on my computer and logging on pod it'll be handy it'll be handy i'm it's, on the radio it's... tomorrow um oh are you i'm down uh, what, uh, okay. mr hinton oh, i was gonna say we got we got radio shropshire tomorrow you can't take our spot <laughs> well, i'm in manchester <laughs> radio and taking credit for the biscuit all the time he's just like oh yeah i'm the biscuit guy i do all the biscuit stuff and he goes on the radio doesn't invite any of the other biscuit team just himself well, <laughs> maybe maybe reach out to, to to people and get involved with people, and then maybe you'll get invited too. Maybe instead of letting Whiteley do it, Whiteley do all the work, you know. <laughs> but just remember, I love you. I love you. <laughs> <laughs> I had to do it once. Uh, make sure you check out our website too, guys, which is uh, the shrewsbybiscuitpodcast.co.uk, and that's made for us by our friends at Web Orchard. If you do need a website, Luke, if you need a website, go to Web Orchard. They'll sort you out. No, no, no. Luke's got one. It's Alex that needs a website because he's only got Twitter yeah. in the middle. Well, I know, but uh, if you ever want it, you... I've seen your website, actually, Luke. It's very, very good. You don't need Web Orchard. But if you do want it, Use them, please do. <laughs> yeah, Let's... you've just put yourself in the big plugging circle now. <laughs> Pete, Pete came on our, our Usuk show from Web Orchard, and um, he he had fun, I think. I was, I, was like, I, was like, I was like, Tom, we need to be on our best behaviour, and he's kind of like, "What's that?" And <laughs> was just, yeah. yeah, I'm 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 one I'm on one two three Reg. They don't sponsor me or anything. I like them though, I, but I've not experienced any others, so. Who's to say? Uh, but yeah, that's 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 that. I've run out of words. Yeah, let's get out of here. Uh, yep. This has been the Shoes Biscuit. Thank you very much for joining us, Shane. Thanks for having Thanks us having on. Fun. Yeah, thank you guys. This is a start of an amazing thing. I think I'm really excited about it. Mm. Yeah, for real. Uh, right. Peace, Peace out, guys. Peace out. <laughs>